message you're about to listen to is from Jesus and Hindered Ministry. Please open your heart and receive from the Lord. the Father anything in your name you'll hear us our hearts are glad because your desire is that we will know your will and walk in your will and your desire is that we will know you we will walk with you and we'll become like Jesus that is why we were created and that is the desire of our heart and so today as we have come to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will exchange our weakness for his strength. He will remove our darkness and bring forth light. Holy Ghost, have your way. Have your way. In every life, in every life, in every life, have your way do what pleases you do as heaven has ordained before the foundation of time all that which is burning in the heart of the father may we catch a glimpse of it and may we be, receive grace to pant after and begin to yearn and move forward and begin to do that which is written concerning us that is our desire that we will give you glory. That is our desire that we will give you glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. 
for you are the reason why we gather you are the reason why the Holy Ghost puts a desire in our hearts it is only because of the finished work on Calvary that we can come and so Jesus we say thank you thank you for indeed you went ahead of us and you did that which was in the heart of the Father everything that was written concerning you you accomplished and then you left us a witness the Holy Spirit and you showed us the way you said greater things and so this morning our desire is for your glory our desire is for your name have your way have your way have your way have your way we make room for you we make room for you Jesus be unhindered Jesus be unhindered in every life in every life thank you thank you thank you blessed be the name of the Lord hallelujah praise God hallelujah hallelujah praise God 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 things we bring to the bank is a willing heart and expectation expectation you expect that every time you call upon the Lord he will answer you expect that every time you come to seek his face you will find him expectation is the currency of the spirit a man or woman that desires and asks for utterance must be expectant because utterance will come but if you are not expecting it you will miss it and so when we pray we do not just pray with our minds closed we pray with our spirit 
our minds are closed to a small degree because many times God will drop things in your spirit and the way you will read it is how you understand it so sometimes God will speak to you in colors sometimes he'll speak to you in figures sometimes he'll speak to you in paintings pictures if you don't have understanding you're unable to interpret what God is saying and so utterance is the door to the supernatural because utterance is not by man it is the utterance that is by the Holy Ghost the utterance that the Holy Spirit gives is what is a door to where God is and when eyes are not open, we do not see. We cannot see God. And you cannot, you cannot seek a God you do not know. And you cannot know a God if you don't read about him. The only way we know about God is from the word of God. That's the best description of who God is. His word. His word his word you cannot know his love for you if you don't encounter him in the word you cannot know what he says about you his plans for you if you don't study it out in the word yes you will go to church and pastor will tell you and when you leave church and you go home and circumstances of life come at you many times we forget what they tell us in church what keeps you is what you know about God by yourself from the word. And that's why as we cry to know him, our desire must be for the word. A fresh hunger. A fresh hunger for the word of God. We must read the word of God with a desire and a longing. So when you go out on a date, if you are not married and you were going out with somebody and you were going to marry the person, you always had expectation every time you went out. You never went out without an expectation. I don't know anybody that was involved with somebody and you agreed to meet and then you went out and you had no expectation. There was always something in your heart. There's always something that you desire. And if we come to God without that, then nothing happens. And so to know God is to know his word. To be like Jesus is to know the word because Jesus is the word. You cannot be like the person you do not know. And so if we were to walk away tonight, today, and leave even now, let this thing be in your heart and in your spirit. That Lord, give me a fresh desire, a new hunger for the word. Don't desire to study the word to go and preach or to go and share revelation. No. Come to the Bible 
because you want to know him you want to know the person the bible is talking about and you have the greatest help anyone will need in this world the holy spirit always always available to show you the things that are in the word the power that is in the word the defense that is in the word the provisions that are in the word we will not know it if we don't study the word that's the only way and in the in the world we live in currently the world we live in everything is failing the economies of the world are failing businesses are collapsing empires are shrinking people are at war the things we know knew to be truth some people want to erode them and make us liars how would you survive in today's world without an understanding of the word of god it is so easy to be deceived because we currently live in a world that is very mystical very very there are high levels of mysticism going on even in church some people have established houses and they call them church but the foundation of the church is not Christ and there are people there what, what, what makes you think I say something 99.5% truth is still error is error so when they begin to ask you what truly is church what truly is the importance of your relationship with God why do you pray you pray so much yet we don't see any fruits of your prayer how come you're praying and your mother is ill how come you're praying and your business wrecked how come you're praying and you're so active in church and you're saddled with all these issues what would you say we live in a world where the realities of the world are coming to confront the truth of God that you know and so if we do not know that truth my brothers and my sisters if you read the Bible sometimes we think that the end times is going to you know many of us are waiting for the end times we're still we're still waiting okay there's one war here there's one war so it's not really yet time it's still going to come it's still going to come you're going to hear rumors and deadly pestilence and illness and sicknesses and grave destructions and companies countries failing and people's hearts failing themselves we're still waiting for the end times some of us are still saying at least when I marry I have my children give it another 10 years when I'm 60 Jesus will return I'm sorry to disappoint you as we speak those things that were written in the Bible 
we live in those days we live in those days and so if Jesus in the Bible he sent people to tell us about what is to come and so the saints that have gone ahead of us are watching us it will be a disgrace it will be too sad for us not to respond appropriately because we already have the answer so we are walking from the answer back the word the word you must desire a relationship with the word you must and it's not just quiet time it is a study of the word where you sit you ask the Holy Spirit to help you you get your pen your paper your tape whatever you use and you sit with him it is there that he will tell you something that will keep you even if I tell you thus says the Lord the word of the Lord but your anchor is the oil from your relationship the place of meeting it is that oil that you will glide on it's that oil that will carry you the place of intimacy that's what we've been crying that we will know him and that's why he gladdens the heart of the father and it must not be just now that we pray one hour, one hour plus. It must be a true desire of your heart. See, when, when he was saying, don't ask God for car, don't ask God for this. Ask for nations. Really? How many people were asking for nations? If you're asking for nations, put up your hand. We must believe the word of God that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Money. We are so desperate for money. Money cannot save us. It can bring, it can bring some form of protection and comfort. But money cannot save you. Have you seen people with money and their families die from sickness and they are, they are begging. They will give everything just for that person not to die. They can afford to fly in the surgeons from Jobber Hopkins and fly them into Nigeria. They can afford it. So what we have is precious we have Jesus we must learn how to use what we have to better our lives that's all that Christianity is about what he died for when you receive it by faith you begin to live it out 
That's Christianity. And you only live out what you have seen. If you haven't seen him, you can't live it out. And you see him only in the word. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Psalm 119. You like Psalm 119? You know Psalm 119? Help me now. Smile. The way some people are looking at me. What's this woman all about? Just talking jazz today. That's the way some faces are looking, man. There's a posture that shows what goes on. There's a posture. Take it. Psalm 119. If you haven't prayed Psalm 119 since you became a Christian, please, today, from today, begin to pray. I'm not saying pray from verse 1 to the end. But in Psalm 119 are verses that are anchors. Anchor. For your faith. The word. My desire for the word. Quicken me according to your word. My soul cleaves to dust. Lord quicken me according to your word. If I didn't know any scripture in the Bible. When I became born again. This Psalm 119. These were the verses I used to pray. Enlighten my eyes. Draw me to yourself. These are the things that generate and bring passion, hunger in our hearts. I hope you know that a breakthrough is not a sign that God is with you. You know that. So what shows, what, 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 how do you know God is with you? God is with you in your poverty and your brokenness. How do you know God is with you? By his word? By his what? Word. Okay. What else? Someone said by his word. By his spirit. No wrong or no right or wrong. There are wrong answers. Sorry? I always say by obedience. So even if you are dead and broke, but you are in obedience, God is with you. Even if you have been praying to God for 20 years and he hasn't answered you for one thing, but you are standing in the place of obedience with God, God is with you. It doesn't matter the contrary situations that are around you. God is with you. God is with you. When you are obedient, you are in the place where God asks you to be. You are doing the things he wants you to do. It doesn't matter your circumstance. Because he knows and he has the ability to turn it around. 
and so your desire must be to do what he's asking and trust him enough to search you out and we always fail in this place of waiting because we truly don't know him you know Abraham what really did Abraham do that God cut a covenant with him what did he do sorry what what, what did he do what, what happened to Job Solomon what did Solomon do what did he ask for David so many people but when we turn the focus from us to him we stay in a place that is safe and that's all God is asking the word I'm so afraid so I don't offend some people if I raise up my iPad and say the word precious Jesus but it is the word let your religious spirit be broken this morning it is the word that is at work in you and I praise God verse 4. 119 verse 4. Can you help us? Put it on the screen. TPT please. The Passion Translation. Passion Translation. Fantastic. Can we read together? Verse 5. has prescribed the right way to live obeying his laws with all our hearts how I long for my life to bring you glory as I follow each and every one of your holy precepts it is only then I will never be ashamed for I take strength from all your commandments that's so that's so that's just 
captures everything I was just saying in the last 10 minutes. God has prescribed the right way to live. And it's by obeying his word. With all your heart. Not half. All. The longings of my heart is to give you glory. And that glory comes as I follow you each and every day. Seeking to do your will. It is only as I do your will. That I will never be ashamed. And I will be strengthened. From your word. Study it. Know it. Let your heart. You know, sometimes we say, Lord, I want your glory. Show me your glory. Like Moses, show me your glory. Lord, I want to die. I want to know you. Lord, I want to love you. Lord, I need you. Lord, come. Show me. Come. Lord, come. Come. And we are crying with our mouth. But our hearts have not really desired him. There's a place of exchange. And it's the Holy Ghost that gives you that exchange. It's the only one. Where your hearts turn. Just take this and put it in the bank. Okay? Just put it in the bank. Amen? Let's put it in the bank. The word. Don't forget the word. The word. The word. So please, homework. Psalm 119. Make prayer out of Psalm 119. Make prayer out of Psalm 119. Make prayer out of Psalm 119. One week, every day this week, beginning from this night. I don't know whether we'll do exam on Sunday or Saturday. I don't know. But just make prayer out of Psalm 119. Forget the exam. It's really because we're on a journey and we want to be stronger and better equipped and prepared for that which is ahead. Amen. 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 Hey. Revision. in my mind I let me confess I really wanted to come to church tomorrow not today so that's why my body is already in Sunday but I'm compelled to be in Saturday <laughs> it's fate oh what I just said is fate you have to see it I am already in Sunday, but my body is compelled to stay in Saturday. Take that as a word for somebody. You already have that which God has spoken about, but you are in the place where you have not seen it, you have not touched it, but you already have it. It's a word. It's a word. Even I, 
that word. I just played and it just it's a word. I am already in Sunday, but my body is in Saturday. But I am already in Sunday. I am already in the place where God has made room for me. It doesn't matter where I am now. I'm already in the place where my desire for the word is real. And the desire for the word propels me. Even if I'm just starting today. And I didn't read my Bible yesterday. But I'm already in the place where I'm embracing the word. Why? Because all things are complete in Christ. We must know these things. And so it doesn't matter the circumstances. Some people are too heavy here today. They are weighed down, burdened. There are too many burdens in this place. It's pulling me. It's pulling. It's pulling. It's pulling. It's pulling. It doesn't matter what you're going through my brothers and my sisters the word of God is real the word of God is powerful let me show you one scripture Colossians 1 20 Holy Spirit thank you Colossians 1 20 someone should get this scripture somewhere this week and bless it to someone message me burdens. We are supposed to bring our burdens to Jesus. This is talking this thing there because of the online family. He was supreme in the beginning. That is Jesus. And leading the resurrection parade he is supreme in the end from the beginning to the end he is there towering far above everything and everyone so spacious is he so expansive that everything please listen that everything of God finds its proper place in him him big H him without crowding. Now listen. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe hyphen people and things, animals and atoms, atoms get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies or because of his death his blood that poured down from the cross do you, do you see how powerful what Jesus did for us so there's nothing he left out he said everything everything finds its proper place in Jesus without crowding so he has provision for everybody so everybody the entire universe we are many but one by one he's not affected by the crowd he knows what to do he says not only that that he has the capacity to sort everybody out but 
I'm not English major, so I, I don't really understand many things. But I know some things. It says, not only that, comma, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe. The universe is made up of people and things, animals and atoms. There's nothing. People, places, things. If God says, do you know what an the, the atom is? The, the smallest, smallest what? So smallest indivisible, the smallest indivisible particle. That's what it is. He made provision for it. Goodness. It says they all get properly fixed and fit together. Another word for fixed and fit together is what? What would you say? I'll say sorted. 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 In vibrant harmony. All because of his death. Blood that was poured down from the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must have a culture. When you read the word of God and it brings life to you, you must rejoice. Learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. It's spiritual. When the word of God comes to you, embrace it, rejoice, thank him for his word. Thank him for his word. This is what we need. This is word. That's the only thing we desire. That's the only thing that can help us. And he's saying to you that everything, everything is fit together because of his death and his blood. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for salvation. Thank you. Jesus, we thank you. So my brothers and my sisters, whatever situation, whatever it is that you are dealing with today, whatever I think that is so consuming and it seems as if God does not want to come through for you, please, my brother, my sister, tell the, the, the Israelites, you know, those days they tell them to tie tie the word then they have them hanging in their houses when you enter you know, and it's deliberate so they don't forget so all these things we used to do guy I wish somebody will do some nice guy with the word or do some some something that wherever you are, how they are always checking my weight and seeing whether I've walked, how many steps I've taken. They will come and tell me this is the word for the minute, this is the word for the second. 
Amen. But we get the point. We see the miracle of the cross and the benefits of what he has done for us. So today be consoled. Be encouraged, my brothers and my sisters. Let your heart not faint. Let your heart not faint. God is able to do everything he has promised. He has the capacity. He has the ability. He does not fail. God does not fail. God does not fail. He has never failed. He will never fail. Just hold on, my brother. Hold on, my sister. Hold on just a little bit more. God is on the way. He's on the way. He will not shame you. He will not allow you. The Bible says he will never allow the righteous to be put to shame. That's your father. That's your daddy. So whatever it is that is troubling you, God already tells you, I will not allow you to be put to shame. And I remember that scripture in 119 where it says there's no shame because you are in the word. The Holy Spirit is so merciful to us. He just tied the two scriptures for us together. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Let your hearts not be heavy. Rejoice in the God of your salvation. He has the ability to do exceeding, exceeding, beyond your capacity to think or imagine. He has that ability. But he asks you to rise up, rise up, rise up, my brothers and my sisters. God is not wicked. God is not deaf. God is not dead. Just lift up your hands and just bless his name. Bless him. Bless him for who he is. Bless him that he's your father. Bless him that he knows exactly where you are. Bless him that he knows exactly what you need. Bless him that his word is true. Bless him that he has the ability to do all things. Bless him that his name is faithful. Bless him that he is God. Bless him that he has loved you with an everlasting love. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Let your heart bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His blessings. Thank Him for life. Thank Him for joy. Thank Him for the nation, Nigeria. Bless His name. 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 Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of my God. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Thank you, Father. Shata Brandos. Engede Brandos. Salopratos. Kalikapataya. Bempelebrengedis. Kalikapataya. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the miracle of salvation. Thank you that you are God that is able to do all things. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. He is a good, good father.
bless his name bless his name thank you Lord thank you thank you blessed be God blessed be God sensitive you will notice that something something has changed in, 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 in a minute or two in a minute or two bless God there's no point you know there's no point coming to God and not trusting him there's no point coming to God with the unresolved issues in your heart and you're saying I want to know him and yet you don't even trust that that thing I'm asking you for you have not even answered him your prayer for I want to know him nothing happened you know uh, um, there's a phrase is something is that you must come with um, clean hands equity there's, there's something they say I've forgotten how they say sorry no no it's not it's not scripture it's a it's a way of, it's the phrase in the world. So, if you, if you, if you want to know God, and you want to know His face and be known by Him, you want to see His glory, you have to judge Him faithful now. You have to judge him faithful. If he's unfaithful in your heart, then you can't know him. Who are you knowing? Who, who, who's, who, 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 which God are you knowing? He cannot be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He cannot be our God. Because his nature is faithfulness. He is faithful. Sometimes we say, God be faithful to me. God be. It's an insult. Because God is faithful. It's like saying, my daddy, be daddy to me, be daddy to me. He's my daddy. He's my daddy. There's, there's nothing that can change it. Even if he says, I disown you. He's my daddy. He's my father. 
He's my father. I used to be very rascally before. They did something to me and then they said something. And they said I should do something, something, something about my dad. And I told my auntie that I think she said I should do something. And if I don't do it, my dad will not pay my school fees. I just looked at her, one little rat. I just said to her, I really don't care. He will pay my school fees because he's my daddy. My auntie looked at me. I was happy. I said, it's my daddy. She said, but her own daddy did not pay us. I said, that's your daddy. He died. My daddy has not died. And he will pay my school fees. You can't threaten me with that. Because I know it. So circumstances must not threaten you. Why? 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 Why does circumstances threaten us? It threatens me sometimes. As I speak to you, I also speak to myself. Sometimes I'm threatened. We must know his nature. That he is true. And we can only establish the truth of who God is if we know him. And we can only know him if we study the word. So that when circumstances confront us, we know who he is. We know our father. We know what the word of God says. That's why he says, study to show yourself approved. Meditate day and night. Let this word of the Lord not depart from you. That's why the emphasis are on the word. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. The word of God is true. The nature of our father is faithfulness. He's powerful. He doesn't see Gwyneth and doesn't see me. He doesn't. He sees her. He sees Sule. He sees you. He sees you. He sees the queen in England. He sees the president in America. He sees Buari where Buari is. He sees everybody. Nobody is hidden before him. And so if he sees, why do you think he does not see your pain and your need? Why? Why do you think? He sees us. The hell on our hair is numbered. He sees us. So you think God, 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 the almighty God that has notice of I'm, well, the hair on my head, right? The number, right? He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. He knows the number. Then I have a situation and he's unaware of it. And he had just allowed me to be suffering for wickedness. Someone that knows the hell, my the number. He knows 15. He knows number 15. He knows number 18. If number 20 falls off, he knows number 20. If 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 567 falls off, he knows. If a thousand and nine falls off, he knows. That's the person you're dealing with. That's the person we're dealing with. Then he says, I have given you something to stay and be with you here on earth he's your friend he's your teacher he's your comfort and he will lead you into all truth the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost God 
is here with you. The Holy Ghost is in you. The Holy Spirit. The one that was from the beginning and caused all of all we see to come into being. He's alive in us. And you think you have a problem and they are not aware of. And they don't have the ability to meet your need. No. 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 Let us course correct today. And let the word of God be our anchor. Thank him again for the word. Thank him for this word in Colossians 1.20. Colossians 1.20. Thank him. Go back home. Study it. Memorize it. Meditate on it. The message version. Meditate on it. Let your heart come in contact. Let your spirit know this truth. That all things. He is aware of all things. And he's causing all things to work together. Fitting each other. Nothing is left unattended to. Blessed be the name of our God. Blessed be the name of our God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Now we can lift up our head and lift up our heart and truly mean it when we say, I want to know you. Because we truly desire to know you. Amen. Amen. Let's clap for Jesus. Blessed be God. Okay. So welcome to church. Welcome. Those of you joining us online. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Okay. We've been on a journey in the last one month the word of God and so we want to do some revision today it's incredible because it's about the word the revision is the word it's the word that you have you have you are coming to speak about it's the word and you know when we were younger I used to do bible study and memory verses you wouldn't go to church without memorizing the memory verse you don't do that anymore you don't memorize scriptures so, who are the guys that haven't done their revision? If you haven't done your revision, please put up your hand. Put up your hand now. One, two. Put up your hand. Put up. Put, see my own hand. Put your own hand up. Up. No, if you haven't done your revision, put up your hand. Don't worry, I'll give you topic now. Don't worry. If you haven't put up your hand, if you haven't done revision, put up your hand. If you haven't done revision, put up your hand. Okay. So, come and start. And the scores are marked very marvelous. Look there when it's all over. When it's all over. The scores are marked 
from that song it just told me that no matter how highly rated I might be no matter how then it's banza like it's useless right and um, it doesn't matter the things I'm doing okay if those things don't have eternal value then it's still useless okay so Anything I might be engaging in, anything I might be doing, anyhow I'm spending my 24 hours, if God doesn't count it, like if it has no eternal value, it's useless. Now, it doesn't mean that I now have to be eternal conscious and earthly useless. Okay? Because um, some people might now begin to think, okay, I'm being heavenly conscious, but you're not now making any impact to somebody who is beside you. No. So it doesn't mean that I'm heavenly conscious and not earthly useless. I want to read the anchor scripture for that day. It was um, 1 Peter 1.17. 1 Peter. Please let me first of all read it in the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version, 1 Peter 1, 17. Okay, puts it this way. If you address as Father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself in reverent fear of him and with profound respect for him throughout the time of your stay on earth. Let me also take it in the message. 1 Peter 1.17 You call out to God for help and he helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget. You call out to God for help. He helps you. You need something. He gives it to you. He protects you. He loves you. And you know he does, right? He's a good father that way. But still don't forget. So you know the good parts of God, but don't still forget that he's a responsible father. And he won't let you get by sloppy living. So I would, I would tag sloppy living as um, living without intentionality, if there's a word like that. Like you're living life, but you're not being intentional about what you're doing. Like, Chebi, I'm sure born again. And last, last, I must sure enter heaven. So... The other part doesn't really matter. That's what sloppiness sounds like to me. I'm not being intentional. I'm just living to pass, but not excelling at what I'm doing in the sight of God. So I'm doing what I'm doing, and you're looking at me, and I'm like, I'm doing it well. She's trying, right? But God, God, my Father, had already intended something as to what, what I'm doing is supposed to achieve. And me and him, we know. But because you don't know, Aisha did it, and you feel like I did it well. But he knows that I just passed. I didn't excel. So that is what I tag sloppiness. And the reason why it is dangerous to be sloppy and to be careless is because when you do that at times, something dies. Something dies. Something miscarries. You might not know that it happened, but somebody, something, somewhere, something died. 
because of that your carelessness it might not actually be close to you because there are a million and one people attached to you it's like a ripple effect so i do something and then it affects the next person it it also affects another person it affects another generation it affects another child that has not been born it affects it's just ripple and then somebody will carry it and go to maybe afghanistan and it's to cause something there so when when i'm sloppy and careless at what i'm doing something dies something miscarries something might just and it's a ripple effect so it is a reason why i must not be sloppy i must not also be sloppy sorry i'm saying it the way he's it he, because it's more like what happened to me personally okay as i'm so is is i also must not be sloppy because abba is taking record of what i'm doing so I want to show you something in Nehemiah chapter 3. How little, little things matter to God. Very, very little things. Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. Please let me read it in King James Version. Okay, so this passage was talking about the rebuilding of the wall when Nehemiah, Ezra, and all those guys went back to rebuild the wall. And then it was noting down names of those that were doing their job. And he said, Okay, next unto them repaired Meremoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Koz. And next unto them repaired Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, the son of Mezezabel. And next unto them repaired Zagdok, the son of Bana. And next unto them, the Tekoyats repaired. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. And I'm like, why is that important? If, if it didn't matter to God, I don't think it should be recorded for me to know that this person didn't put their neck to the work of God. I mean, somebody else did it now. So why do they have to mention them? So it matters to God. He's taking record of the things you do and what you don't do. He's taking record. And the reason why he's taking record is not just for record's sake. It's because in the kingdom of God, there's a reward system. There's a reward system in the kingdom of God as to the things we do. One of the scriptures that was referenced that day was Matthew chapter 25. You don't have to read it from verse 14 to 30. Where the king also was going out and then he called three of the servants and gave this one ten, gave this one five, and then gave this one one, and then left and then came back for accountability, for them to give account. And then one thing that struck me when I was like going through it, I was like, should be the guy try now. Like they gave him one talent and he buried it. They didn't steal it. Now I was just talking to myself, right? They didn't steal it. At least he brought it back the way you gave him. But not to God. Not to God. He gave you something. I must come back and I must come back with returns on what he gave me. I must not come back and present what he gave me the way it is. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So if he gave you maybe a singing voice, what did that singing voice bring back for him? He created and he created you beautiful. As people are complimenting you on your beauty and your handsomeness, how has that added to his kingdom? It's not ordinary. 
like it's not ordinary. It should be able to bring back something for you. So to the kingdom, you're a good cook and they eat your food and they are very happy. But how did it impact? What did, what did it bring back? So, so it, it, it was more like telling me that, Shabi, that thing you are thinking that is, I dashed you, I didn't dash you. I didn't dash you. I gave it to you so that you will bring back, you will bring back something for me. It's not dash. So every single thing that you have, you must bring back something with that thing. You must not present it. But another part that, that I was so marveled about was that, unlike our human employer, when our human employer give us something, right? Most of us work. When they give you something, they give, let, let me call it capital, okay? When I'm coming back to my ogre, then that is what I am doing. My ogre will collect my capital. He might only decide based on um, agreement when I was working with him. Give me part, maybe if you like, part of my profit, okay, or my salary, and I will go. But God is not like that. He didn't collect their capital from them. He left their capital with them, left their interest with them, and put it on their account. So God is not like, I'm just trying to tell you, when we serve God, right? He's not like our human masters and employers. He's not like them. He doesn't use you and dump you. He doesn't. He doesn't use us and dump us. It's not, it's not like, for example, now maybe you have a relationship and you're loving someone and you gave your heart, gave your time, gave your all, and then they can just wake up one morning and say they are not doing again. But God is not like that. God won't use you. God won't take your time and dump you. Instead, after leaving his capital and the profit with you to your account, he would even promote you. Let me show you Luke chapter 12. God is faithful. Luke chapter 12, 33 and 34. Please, I want to read it in the Passion Translation, TPT. There's a way TPT puts it. Luke chapter 12, 33 to 34. 33 says, Now go and sell what you have and give to those in need. You'll be making deposits in your account in heaven. An account that will never be taken from you. It won't be taken from you. Your gift will become a secure and unfailing treasure deposited in heaven forever. There you deposit your treasure. That is where you fix your thoughts and your heart will long to be there also. So that part where it says that it will never be taken from you. God is faithful. He doesn't cheat people. He doesn't cheat people. He wouldn't say, um, Shabi, we blessed her yesterday. Let's keep this part. It's not God. It's the devil that does that. God won't say, Shebi, I've given him yesterday. Your own is too much. We've been blessing her too much. I better pass it to our neighbor. It's not God. It's the devil that does that. God is faithful. He doesn't cheat people. If you forget every other thing, don't forget it. He's faithful. He doesn't cheat people. And then we mustn't be like that um, servant who feels that it's uh, not by force. We are living investments. The death of Christ is an investment. The Holy Spirit deposited in me and you is an investment. It's a huge investment. And God is expecting his ROI. 
is respecting his return on investment. We must give back to him. We must give back to him. We should be conscious of how we live our day-to-day life. The problem is that some of us have tagged and um, being eternity conscious or being spiritual as um, boring. It's not fashionable. That's what we think, but it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Because actually, when you want to see the, what real fashion is, I think it's someone who is Holy Ghost inspired that can do it best. I think so. I think so. And that's because the spiritual actually controls the physical. They are actually just copying us and tweaking it. They're actually just copying us and tweaking it. They don't really know the real thing. So, when we're, we're, we're drive, driving in the car, we listen to this um, Dunne song. And that part says, when you know God, I find you find yourself. So, when you do God, you really find the real you. You really find the real, you really find and know who you are. So God was then talking to me like, and I was just them that, so I need to, I'm sorry, I will share it. Mind. So, I was just saying, I need to get, stop, deal with the part where I get very comfortable in dealing with, in, in communing with God. As far as, Savior is my daddy's soul. You don't just get serious with it because nobody's watching you, but he's not happy with it. So we have to dig it out. I have to dig it out myself. Not always waiting for external stimulation before you get serious because there are different angles where God needs different needs us, okay, to be able to bring back. Because you're praying, you don't know who or what that prayer is doing. So you can't get sloppy with your study. You can't get sloppy with your prayer. You can't get sloppy with whatever you're doing. You don't have to wait for somebody to come and encourage you. Wake up and encourage yourself because the Holy Ghost is inside of me. So it's not okay when we come here and then we do one hour, 30 minutes prayer and go home and do less. Okay? It's no longer okay. It's not a life. That means, that means we are in, in quotes. We are trying to be hypo- hypocritical. So when he was helping me on that, it now got to a point where he, where he told me that I was already placing a limit in my brain. I don't know whether it's a timer or something. Just, God, I don't try for it. So it became a problem, and he's still working on that anyway. We've not overcome that. So don't put a limit. That's what he told me anyway. Don't put a limit to what I can do in the place of prayer. Get ready to pay the price. You know, it's like a love relationship. There are times when, okay, God has said, but there are times when God comes on you. Like you, maybe you're tired, and then he just comes on you. But you know there are times when you should go out for him. Like, don't always wait for him to come on you. Don't, 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 don't wait on, on him. It's a love relation. Love pursues, right? Love compels. You are, you, are, you, doesn't have, you are not always comfortable doing it. You just have to go. So that's where our active will comes in. So I should go out. I should actively pursue my lover. Yeah. I should actively pursue him. Like, you don't have to always be in the mood. There are times you're tired. There are times you look at the person's face and really you're not in the mood. But no, love compels you and, and makes you pursue. So I should pursue. I, should, I shouldn't be okay with God always pursuing me all the time. Since I'm in love with him, let me also pursue. So there is so much to tap into 
as we worship, as we pray, as we study, it's not just ordinary. It's hitting a mark in the realm of the spirit. You might not see it now. You might not know. But it's building up and it's piling. Because all our action, all our purposes, all our goals, everything we would give account, it makes an impact. Let me just stop with this song. We sang it that day too. And it usually blesses many times I hear it again. I am satisfied to live like Jesus. Though others know. so much. You yearn for God. You pursue God. You seek after Him. Don't always wait for Him to come and meet you. You go after Him. He says, if you seek me with all your heart. So when we're tired, we always give excuses. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. So I don't bother. So sometimes the Holy Spirit comes. Sometimes some people will dream. This one's knocking your head that makes you wake up from the dream to start praying again. But what's important is, I mean, who, who gets the alarm? My action, my life. Is that eternal value? Is it doing something for the kingdom? Is it doing something in heaven? Or everything I do is about myself and for myself. So when you are alert, it's a debit. That debit is because it's you. But when it's a credit, it's because it's about Jesus. And that's what we should pursue all the days of our life. To give him glory. So that each and every day, everything about our life will count and make a difference. That's the beautiful thing about God. Praise God. Said so much. God will ask you and come back for a return on his investment. He will come. So, what are you doing with it? God doesn't use you and dump you. So, sometimes we're not always on the same path, we're not always on the same step. Somebody may be faster, and there you are comparing yourself with that person. And you begin to feel that God has left you and God has forgotten you. God doesn't use and dump. God doesn't even walk with you and leave you. 
then why will why why will tongue pain be? You know, tongue pain will only come to your mind when you are doing things of no eternal value. Because if you do things of eternal value, you already know the consequences that there is an eternal value for your action. So tongue pain will never arrive. It will never cross your mind that God will jump you. If you are doing the will of God, and if you are doing something for eternal value, it will never cross your mind that God is going to dump you. If you are walking in obedience with God, then you know that the alert for your life, God gets the glory. So why would he dump you? If he's getting the glory, why would he leave you? If you're making him happy, if you're pleasing him, why will he forsake you? Reboot, rethink, reorder, become. That's what we must do. Rethink, reboot, rethink. When you finish thinking, you report, reboot. It means rebooting. You become. You look, you look, and you become. Rethink, reboot, look, and you become. Clap on high again. Look of things, just be patient. We may exceed our one o'clock, but just be patient. Just be patient. Don't worry. Just be patient. Just be patient. Um, who hasn't spoken? I don't want to put anybody under pressure and like uh, shorten the time, but let's just try. Time is well spent. We just want to do as much as we can. Who hasn't spoken? speak now. Yes. He said he wanted to speak that two weeks ago now. Are you ready? You will speak now. You will be second to the last. Second to the last. Okay. So, slave on the party. Who else hasn't spoken? Some people are hiding. They know themselves. Before I call you, come here. If you know you are hiding, before I call you, just humble yourself and come. If you know you were hiding from me, humble yourself quickly. You are hiding now. You are hiding your finger. Come now. You, have you spoken? Have you spoken? Yes, have you spoken? Do you have a topic? Come now, it's you I'm talking about now. You are not adding more... Uh -uh. You want to use our, our, own, our own expo? No, I don't. No, no, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. I saw you take a book from another person. I don't understand the concept. No, 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 no. I'm a fair judge. <laughs> speak from your, speak from your spirit. It's more powerful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm God's child. My name is God's child. Can you imagine? So, um. I was given topic becoming like Jesus. The first thing I want The first thing I want to first start with. Do you know what? Just try. Let's let's just trust the Holy Spirit. You receive your book. What is that The first thing I want to first start with is you only become what you constantly behold. 
what you do consistently i think he said it has been so proven that what you do for 21 days becomes a habit so if you do if you want to become like jesus what you have to do consistently because most times on the journey we start the journey and become tired on the way so if you consistently you can consistently behold him every single day every single hour every single minute be, be, be conscious of his presence while you step out on your daily journey daily walk it becomes more easy because that's the only way you can become like jesus in just beholding like you constantly behold him through his word through study through prayer through meditation so that's the one thing first of all that was one that first came to my mind okay let me start with the story first of all myself i came from a very humble background had things went through a lot um i had friends then fine i was a church boy not church boy like that but my, <laughs> my parents were um like my mom was a dickness my dad was a deacon so not like i didn't want to go to church when we were small my mom would take me by my hand I'm like okay let's go to church i was very happy in the morning oh, let's go to church happy there so while growing up the thing wasn't there again because I, I started i was exposed to the world yeah started seeing things of the world started enjoying enjoying life i started i started partying actually at a very young age had friends that were that were let me know the word terrible that were actually misbehaving that enjoyed drinking smoking one that shocked me that was i was amazed that was a pastor's son that was indulged in smoking and drinking all these things so and luckily for me i don't know most times when i look back i'm like oh, how did you do it i must i usually go with them to the places they do all these things yeah so i'm like always with them two four seven i'll be there with them drinking like alpha one day one of them, one of them tried to actually make me do these things i said don't try it bro don't try it and the guy's like okay sorry 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 these things went over time so i just loved those things because of i was going with them consistently so therefore i always wanted to party i always wanted to just go with them flaunt around so all that went though so on a journey when i first I, I, I met a friend of mine that were doing these things together before then i saw some changes in the lady okay shen i think then we used to like partying to them so I'm, I'm like what's up what happened to you like she said like god i'm like okay god wow what we used to do the party before how come the god just came and suddenly everything i'm like okay i said i said okay can we sit up so she said, um, let's meet up somewhere. Then we met up then. She, she spoke a lot, of, said a lot of things. I didn't know when I was, I didn't know when tears started coming out of my eyes. I'm like, ah, what did this lady actually do? Like, what did she actually touch that's making me cry? I'm like, ah. I'm, 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 on the normal, I'm like, ah, you are, are you a man now? Why be crying? Why would you be crying? <laughs> so I didn't know, actually. That's, I, didn't, I didn't know what the power of the Holy Ghost actually was actually hitting me. So it all went like that. So once in a while she invited me for programs, started going from there. Then she introduced me to Pastor Mama Victoria already. I think that's where the whole problem now started from. <laughs> so when I put Holy Ghost problem, actually, when I listen to her, I'll be on the ground, I'll be shaking, I'll be crying. I'm like, who is this person like this now? It's not my fault. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> So most of them, I'm like, 
So I started often as I'm like, wow, if this person can actually. So I actually sat down with most of our songs often on Wednesday or night. Then someone introduced me to Apostle Selman. They were just like that. So I had to now learn how to study. Most times when I hear Pastor um, Terence, it's just yeah, you have to sit down and study. It wasn't even now before I started Philadelphia. Then for a very long time, so one of the persons actually helped me to even grow, to become very strong. Midnight again, I'm like, oh Lord, I just gave up my all. I'm here, I am again. So it all started when I saw it was on a, on, a, on the long run. So um, that's when I, I said something from the big from the start that what you consistently behold, you become. So I always separated myself to study. Lord, help me. It was a struggle actually. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. At times when I start, I just play her song. So it helps me out to just rise. So when I play her song, when I start, maybe I start crying and become heavy. Just stop the song. So let me study the word of God. So I kept on studying. I kept on praying. It helped me to fast. It opened a lot of things up to me. Then those those habits, those like right now, those friends started going off. They couldn't see me again. It was as if the Holy Ghost was pulling them away. Like you have to stay away from them now. So most times I always see very few, even like running around, just stay in my room there. The Bible, just I'm, sometimes I cry and weep on the Bible because some things I see begins to open up. I'm like, really? Actually, God is real. So I'll say something. Mama said something, and I'm not sure that it's in the book, but she said something that one of the things that people tend to always mix up is the salvation and the repentance issue. Yes, I thought that way too. Um, she said something which is very true. Repentance is a journey. It's not something that is instant. Like, oh, when you give your life to Christ, you repent instantly and it happens. No. Actually, that is salvation. After salvation, then repentance follows. Yes. She said, salvation is a currency to receive Christ. Why repentance is a currency to become like Christ. I won't forget that. I won't forget it can't forget it because I held on to it. That's what it is. Like, you receive Jesus Christ, salvation. But in becoming like Jesus, repentance, you repent of your will, repent of your emotions, you repent of every single thing that you you want to do. Repent of your ambitions, your careers, everything, surrender. Exactly. One of the things that started, I think when I listened to the message, when pastor says something that the Holy Ghost has to form up my spirit, now pick up tongue, has to frustrate your journey. Um, and like I first said it, I'm like, ah, no, wait, sir. I wanted to go into the spirit. I said, no, no, come back first. Then, <laughs> then she picked up the song, frustrate, ah, I'm like, wow. We are now understood, actually. The Bible said in, I think in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 23, it was his mercy that we're not consumed. So therefore, he actually saved you because of his mercy. So if he frustrates the journey, is out of his mercy, he frustrates the journey. So you don't end up said um, there's a way that cement right as a mind but the end of destruction so you don't go so that you won't be destroyed so he has to frustrate and scatter the journey entirely pastor neka said something in that message that check out every most everyone in the scripture their journey was frustrated almost everybody joseph abraham every single one of them that's the only way actually the restructuring yeah he restructures every single thing like he restructures 
starts from the beginning. He breaks you. Breaks you, molds you again. That's how it works. So you repent, oh Lord, I've been trying. Because most times I've actually seen myself trying to get something, but it doesn't come. Then I, when I try to relax, like I try to relax and keep calm, like, oh Lord, I'm sorry. Then I just probably, I, sometimes I use, sometimes I just play ambient sound. Guys, guys should understand, worship ambient. Just play, let's just go on. Then meditation starts. So when meditation starts, I now begin to see that, oh, actually, it was actually frustrating the journey. It was, it was out of his love that he was trying to do those things. One thing again that I know, because most times we tend to pray, pray. It seems like it's not working. It doesn't stop at praying. You have to walk. He said something. Repentance and prayer is 1%. Then walk is 99%. Pastor Victoria said that. Because most times, oh Lord, help me. You cry every single thing. Oh, tears. After you're done that, what next now? What next? What next? What next? What happens next? It's the truth. Because I've actually seen where I had to pray. Yeah, I prayed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, but mm, yes. Even most times when you're actually struggling with a thing that you want to stop or something, you're doing something that you don't want to do again. You, have you not found out notice that you, when you pray, pray constantly, it seems like it's not stopping. Yes, it seems like it's not stopping actually. You're not completing the equation. That's the challenge actually. You're not completing the equation. Of course, prayer is wonderful, but you have to complete the equation. That's how it works. So, I think in first the book of permit me first John, first John chapter, first John chapter two. I don't know if you can help me out with this. First John. The beauty of the word, right? What is your work with God you're telling us about how you're going to apply that? So relax. No, no, forget the books. So no more books. <laughs> no more books. No more books. So you will use your books. You just speak. Speak from your heart. Speak from your heart. Go on, go on. Receive time, receive time. Now, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. First, talk about obedience. That's the only way you know actually find and you can actually say that you know God by keeping his commandments. It's as easy as that. Most times I don't know, probably the thing called Rema. Revelation <laughs> after it caused me struggle. Mm, that we tend to miss the simple things. Yeah. Like very simple and basic stuff. Yeah. You see quite It's wonderful though, but time be very simple things you have to take note of them and actually live them if only you can live them you, you, you see the effect so now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments verse 4 he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar nobody said it was God that said it so I didn't say it was not me he says he 
since I know him, he doesn't keep a liar, and the truth is not in him. So therefore, if you say you know God, and if you don't keep his commandments, you're a liar. Then five said, whosoever keeps his word, truly the love of God. So it's exactly, so the love of God is really perfected if, if you keep his word. Simple as that. You don't want to start, it's not so much very money. So by this we know that in him, six, verse six. And he's, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So you must walk as Jesus walked. You must exercise the kind of faith that Jesus did. Every single thing. And Jesus said something very funny. He said, greater things than this will you do than I did. So therefore, your impact is supposed to be much more than Jesus' impact upon the face of the earth. That's the way it's supposed to be. He said so. Your glory is changing me from who I am to who you are. Your glory is changing me. the part of the dust shine. I think there's somewhere in the New Testament that says the part of the dust shines brighter. So you're not supposed to be the same way you are yesterday. It's supposed to be a change in a new day. Because even the Bible says that he's new every morning. So therefore if you behold Jesus daily it's supposed to be a change. It's supposed to be this transformation that comes from within out. It's not until you tell people about Jesus that you should know looking at you. You become a living epistle. That's what it is. Most times when I look at Pastor, Pastor Victoria, she's not around. Just watching her alone, I'm like, sometimes I don't, I don't know. But I said to myself, actually, it's very good to invest in God. Most anytime I see her, I watch her, I'm like, shouldn't it be good to invest in God because ah, the impact you'll make for yourself alone. 
I think in Romans chapter 8, most these scriptures, every scripture can come to my heart. Romans 8 19. The endless expectation, they are waiting for every one of us to actually behold. And when we are transformed, they come to the light. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's the only way. You can just behold, not just for anything actually. I know that this thing, they want a lot of things that we are getting after. Of course, He's going to give it to us, but. First of all, is his glory, is healed by matters of yeah. these things because it's like his his presence is like a magnet. One should become like him, those things begin to pursue after you. That's right. Yes. Yes. It's the truth. It's the truth. I could not do any I could I, I was let me use the word. Most times when Pastor Perry says the things, I was, I was, I think I was literally some of the things he, characters he shared with me when she was young. The same way I was really stubborn then. I was, I was, I was very stubborn. I know what, truly I know how God can actually change a person. It's amazing. It's a lot to say, but because of the time, I won't, I won't be able to say that. The investment is God is really wonderful. Yeah, and one of the things I always tell myself and I tell young people, one of the things that you should do for yourself is to invest in God at your early age. Very necessary. I think in Ecclesiastes spoke about it. Even David tried the same thing in, in Psalm 63. He says, early will I seek thee. It's very necessary because at the old age, there are so many things you need to do again. And it says the glory of the youth is in the strength. That's the only way. There's so many things you need to do. Even in oh God, help us. So it's that you have to be changed, transformed. Every single time, every single day. And it doesn't stop at just being like because most times Pastor Pierre says something, it's not just the one month, of course. You do it for one month, two months, three months, okay, four months, one year. It has to be consistent. Like when they check your track record, the same way when they check the track record of God, there's he he doesn't fail. The same way it has to be for you that you, you're not supposed to. There, there don't be any loopholes. Yeah. I know you say it's not easy, but by the strength and by the spirit, you can do all things. That's how it works. So transformation begins beholding. If you don't behold, you can't be transformed. There's no way. There's no way. And transformation doesn't just come instantly. You wish, most times you wish, and sometimes you stop at desire. It's wonderful, but it's beyond desire. He says something that, okay, in relationship, you have to run after. If he doesn't come after you, push you after him. That's how it is. So you seek after him. Like he says, as the bee pants for the water broke, so my soul pants for thee. You chase after him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You see, you see, you see, God, you know, God has a God has a sense of humor. You know, God, God plays tricks on us. Just to let us fall on him and yield to him. Sometimes you really never know what he's gonna do until you have the until you have the opportunity to open your mouth. Sometimes you don't realize the work God has worked in your heart until you stand in the mirror. 
not about cars. We won't be about cars. I say to people that the journey of testimony is not the destination, it's not the car, it's not the house, it's not the money, it's not the children, it's not those things. Those things are nothing. If that was the reason why we testified, then even the magicians would testify. So what is the difference between your testimony and the testimony from the Babalawo? The Babalawo gives people cars, gives them money, gives them houses, he gives them children. What is the difference for your testimony? The Babalawo still come and say, it's God that did it. God just showed them through their forefathers how to do it. That's what they say. So what is the difference if it is only about possessions here on the earth? If our own only things we are living for is what we, what we will eat and consume. That cannot be the reason why God has invested so much in all of us. It is more about becoming like him. The people we become on the journey on the earth. That is the testimony. It is no longer about cars and houses and those things. The true testimony is how I've become like Jesus. How I'm waiting for God for something for 15 years. And I'm not drawing back. And my heart is still panting after him. And I'm still seeking him. And I'm still waiting. I am faint, but yet I pursue. I am faint, but yet I pursue. That is the testimony. The testimony is becoming like Jesus. The testimony is transformation. The Babalawas can never trust testify about transformation. Because their dead idols do not have the capacity to transform them. It is the word of God. It is our journey in the wilderness. Our journeys as we wait. Perseverance. Patience.
send you videos to the number, we'll send you topics. What I'm thinking is everybody's going to send in, just do a summary of your topic. It'd be nice to put it, you know, do a collage of them and we put it somewhere, we put it in the app, you know. You never know how we were blessed people. Look how we have all been blessed by what they shared. really going to say is what he has said. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter if it's called. Don't worry about the scripture. Just, 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 just
Du seems to. Portion zu Sex. Messi, ich kann es nicht verstehen. says um, this is the only way to be sure we are in God. Anyone who claims to be intimate with God ought to live the same kind of life Jesus lived. So praise God. So um, if we walk, if we watch the work of Jesus on the earth, the three years were extraordinary. Like it was just three years, but these three years we are still talking about this, even still ticked. So God sent his son from the dead to redeem us from our... But at the same time, we are supposed to learn his work, how he spoke to people, what he said to people, what he did on earth. He said um, Jesus was tested and in, in all things and found no, no sin, no guilt. So, okay. Um, okay. Um, Romans 8. Romans 8, 1. Okay. Um, NLT, sorry. says um, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong in to Jesus and because it okay and because you belong to him the power of the life given spirit has freed you from your power from the power of sin that leads to death Praise God. okay so um just a short story I'm the kind of person that I I really don't listen to what people say like I really don't listen to what people say gone through phases of life, done a lot of things, like a lot. But when I met Jesus, I met Jesus like um, 2016, but I didn't walk with Jesus. I didn't walk with Jesus. It was just um, a, I go to church and I've received Christ knowing I've received Christ and I speak in tongues. So meeting Jesus afresh was last year, last year. So the work with Jesus has been when they say um, walk with Jesus, become like Jesus. So I started walking like started, people started teaching me how what to say, how Jesus. So it was like going go to the scripture, read about Jesus, like read about his disciples. So I had to study and check and the way Jesus when Jesus got angry, the anger was not just anyhow, it was just something for a reason which was pertaining to his the kingdom of God. So it wasn't, it wasn't anyhow. So I had to start adjusting, thinking about how Jesus walked. And knowing that if I walk outside the way the kingdom says we should, the way I talk, the way I behave, the way I say things, the way I treat people, I'm walking outside the will of God. I'm walking outside the will of God. So I had to stumble, pray, study, meditate. And I'm very stubborn with things. So when you give me give me something that I know is wrong, 
I would argue with you. But sometimes I was like, Holy Ghost, please help me. Like, I really need to be humble to learn. I really need to be humble to learn. And Holy Ghost frustrated my journey. Holy Ghost frustrated my journey. Holy Ghost um, broke me. Holy Ghost broke me and built, built something, like built something that I've not seen in my life. So when I check my work with God from when I started until now, it's a different thing. I can't pray for 15 minutes, like 15 minutes, but now I can pray over 2 hours, 30 minutes on this stretch. So studying at the rest, so then I talk to my friends, especially that copycat that's copying my scriptures. So when I talk to him and tell him that, ah, okay, yes, when we were preparing, me and him were praying for our preaching. So I told him, ah, the portals are opening. Holy <clears throat> Ghost is bringing things that, ah, but yeah, I don't understand. Because Holy Ghost talked, talked me on um, reincarnation. Reincarnation. I was like, how does reincarnation and Bible? It doesn't, when I checked Goku and the rest, it's not even there. It's not even there. So he took me back to that Roman state and said, um, when you accept, when you accepted Jesus, when you said I do that salvation, when you said I do, did you know that you left the other life? Like you died to everything. Like you died to your surname is not your surname. Your surname is Zion. You're like you're a child of God. So your surname now is I was like, what is this? Like I was telling him that ah, me, I don't understand this reincarnation. Then I had to check for the um, synonyms of incarnation. That's rebirth. Then I now understood that was where Holy Ghost was coming from. Then I was like, but you know the life you live now is the life of God. It's the life of God. And everything you do, you are accountable to that. Like, you have to be careful. Like, everything. Some people say, um, meditate, meditate, meditate. I don't know how to meditate. But with time, with strategy, with prayers and the rest, I've been able to meditate. And like, no, 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 no. Young lady, you're not supposed to because I can wear some crazy clothes. Like, young lady, you can't wear this. No, 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 no. You can't go out looking like, like, but I'm comfortable. <laughs> Excuse me. If you are to wear this and somebody, somebody's son goes to them, start lusting after you, what do you think? Every time I said, like, okay. I have to change my wardrobe. I have to change my wardrobe and get things. I was like, God, no, no, no. Like, this thing is boring. I like my comfort. I like, and I like going to the water stream. So for a long time, I've not gone to swim. And I'm like, ah, it's really not me. It's not me, but if it's for the kingdom, I would do it. If it's for the girl's kingdom, I would do it. But my friends would be like, um, Ella, do you know you're supposed to book, um, come out of some things? I'm like, come out of what? I've, I'm not doing things I used to do again. They're like, no. Like, your life is a testimony. Your life is a testimony. You are supposed to. You know, um, your work with God has been a struggle. This is supposed to bless somebody else's life. And I'm like, okay. We will do it when God says we will do it. But with time, I've been, I've been blessing people. You come to me and I'm always, after we talk or something or say something, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm the one that, that told you one. Not the one who, but 
the work has been. And the more I, I know, I notice that there are some scriptures I I listen to. There are some scriptures I listen to, and I'm like, ah, I'm not living this yet. But Holy Ghost is like, we are going to teach this scripture. And I get to call for like, how will Holy Ghost tell me to teach something I'm not living out yet? Somebody said to me that, you know that by teaching it, you would not want to make that error. You won't want to make that error again. So once something is given to me, a scripture is given to me, or Holy Ghost drops a scripture for somebody, and I'm like, then first like, Holy Ghost says you should not do this, you should not do this, but I'm looking at myself like, I would not want to commit that same thing I told you not to do because once it shows or something comes up, I like, ah, but you are the one who told me. So I try as much as possible to amend. I say, Holy Ghost, please help me. I know I'm struggling with this, but please help me. I want to, I, I say this thing a lot. God's ultimate desire is for you to be like a son. To be like a son. So um, if we are not working, we're not working in alignment with the son. So what are we what are we doing? What why did we receive Christ? Why did we say yes on to the cross? Why are we working? Are we trying to do religion? So if we are going to stay in line to what Jesus did, we have to be like Jesus, work like Jesus. Even Mama said, even in your goodwill, even when you think ah, this thing I'm doing is for Christ, God will still test it. Because you have to work if in alignment. You don't have to do it because it's good, but because it's, it's Christ something. But is it God's will for you? Is it God's will for you? If it's not God's will for you, you are still working out of alignment. You are still working out of, even if it's a Christian, this thing, even if it's in line of what the Bible says. But is that God's will for you? So this has really blessed my life. Becoming like Jesus has blessed my life. Thank you.
would have this. You would have this in your Christ. Even though I'll do this. My wife can tell. Whenever I see people can like foresee, don't do this one. It's bad But it's only Jesus that can make me stay with you. January 2015, um, I got married. Old lady sitting there. February 2015, I lost my job. Well paying job. I mean, I was doing well. I was the GM of a company. I was doing well. My wife also, um, at that time, also had to resign as well from where she was working. And um, things went down. Me standing here is because of the grace of God. Things went down, down to the point where um, 2000 naira was like jackpot, was like winning a lottery. I'm not kidding. 2000 naira. When you know you're doing so well, you have a good job, well paying job and all that, and all of a sudden things went down and I kept questioning God. What's going on? Did I make a mistake in getting married? Or in getting married to this lady? Oh, what's going on? Looking back, like This went on for 31 months. That's two years, seven months. For two good years, seven months. No source of income coming in. You know, then um, before then, I would get a job, out of job, tie business, business isn't working, get back, get on that job, get back again. But this time around, it wasn't happening. For 31 months, I can only those, or if one has been in such situation, that you really understand. Because when you, you know, it's here, you might think, oh, it's just been 31 months. Even some people that may have been without any source of income or jobs for even just five months, you know, it's not because it's not about the length of time, really. Someone that may have been without job for five months can be going through a whole lot. We couldn't pay rent. The only thing that we could do was just eat because we had family members coming to give us food. And, you know, we really didn't, uh, I mean, we have food, but other things, no money, no nothing. I remember I was just stretching and doing offerings when the envelopes are being passed. I'll pick it up and I'll say a word that God 
everything I can do. I'll give you so much more. And bless me. I'll give you everything you can. And so, um, we found out that praying, um, God bless me, give me a job. We, we knew what we had in us. We knew who we were. I knew I was very hardworking and all that. We knew who we were. We knew that this wasn't where we were meant to be. So we switched. We stopped praying to God saying, give me a job. Or give me Instead, we switched to thanksgiving. We switched to seeking him in the word, in his word. And I remember then, at least three times in a week, at least three times in a week, I would wake up at night, at 12 midnight, and I would just worship. I would worship from 12 midnight to 2 a.m., 3 a.m., sometimes 4 a.m. I wouldn't feel like sleeping, but I would just have to sleep because I needed to wake up early the next morning to, you know, go out hustling. And we did so many things. We did so many things. Just trying to thank me. One of the things I remember we doing there was... Um, dry cleaning, you know. When I mean dry cleaning, she would wash the clothes. I would iron and start to burn up. And um, we would give her them. And most of the people, because it was more of people that we knew, friends and all, and they would all, money was also be coming. We didn't have, you know, when they say dry cleaning now, you hear washing machine, no, we use hands to wash and then we would go about walking, searching from building to building. Um, people who have finished construction are about moving in, or um, people moving from one, um, like relocating, moving from one house to the other who needed to clean the house. So we would go um, beg, ask them to give us the job clean, you know, package up and all that. Ah, yes, all the cleaning company, cleaning company and all that. And they'll give us the job. And then very early in the morning, my wife would cook. And we would go along. He, I, and um, we used to have one security guy that would follow us then. And we would go very early in the morning. We'd settle down, we'd eat. And then we'd change into boxers and shopping pants. And we'll mop. Not mopping with um, all these hoovers or cleaning the house. We would use our bare hands to scrub. We we'll mop, clean the house. Make sure that we do everything before the um, owner or the contractor comes on the start and we'll leave. And this lasted for two years, seven months. Now, like I said, we knew that this wasn't where we were meant to be. 
and we knew that God was definitely going to come through for us. But what we were thinking, we were thinking maybe worst case scenario, he will give me a good job, he will give us a good job and all that. And we received a lot of ridicule and mockery from people. I remember then our neighbors, you know how it is when um, where you're staying, there's just a dividing wall dividing you and the next uh, neighbor or the next flat. And at night, when there's no light, obviously we have to open the windows. So when I'm worshiping and praying at night, you're hearing, and then the next day they're coming, you know, because they used to be Yahoo boys and all. So they will come and uh, I remember then um, the car we used to have, it was always, in fact, I knew more than the mechanic. I knew, I knew the car more than even the mechanic because we had changed everything, engine, everything. So then, um, that period it was the battery we would always have to jump start the car so we would need to um go meet the next door neighbor to give us his battery and then he would look at me and say yeah in a while that your prayer you need to go back go pray more in other words like you're praying but see you know where has your prayer what has your prayer gotten you and then i'll come back i'll tell my wife and then i'll cry and then we would say to God that God, it's not you we are mocking, it's you. Because we are praying to you, we are worshipping you. So if this is how you want it to be, then no problem. But we know that you are God and you will not fail. That you turn around things in our lives and truly when God came we are going to get a good job. My wife and I, whatever job we would have gotten, put it all together, our salaries all together, in one year, that is what God was blessing us in profit for one month when God came through. That is, I... Before I lost um, the job, I think I was earning about 300000 So even if I had gotten a better one, and my wife got a better one, put everything together in one year, as gross, not as new, as gross, that was what God blessed and was blessing us under just one month. Have we been praying? we haven't been seeing results. Have we been asking God, seeking His face, and we haven't been seeing results? Why don't we look back and think that possibly we're not approaching or coming up the mountain the right way. Psalm 24, 3 to 7 talks about it, how to approach the throne room of God, how we come, how we come up to that mountain with clean hands, with a pure heart, without telling lies, without worshipping idols. 
Worshipping idols is not until you could start Babalao. No. Worshipping idols could be these gadgets. The first time, first thing you do in the morning, as you're getting up, you're looking at Instagram, looking at um, who is displaying the next, you know, the the fashion or which musical artist has released um, that um, is, um, you know, song and all that. Looking at searching for gossip. It's an idol. How do we come to God? How do we ascend that mountain? What lies have we been telling to ourselves? We come to church and you know, we just pray. They said, let's pray. And we are praying just to make us feel spiritual, you know, um, just so that people can think, oh, I'm praying, you know, let them not think that maybe Nami will not be born again or things like that. How have we been approaching that mountain? And the psalm also answered that. Psalm 24, 3 to 7, I think in verse 5. That when we come before God with a clean hand, pure hearts, not worshipping idols, not telling lies, then we can then say to that mountain, be moved. We can then say to that gates, lift up your head, O gates, be lifted up, that the King of glory will come. So the question is, We've been praying. We say we've been seeking God, but how have we been doing it? Have we been doing it with stains on our hands? Have we been doing it still telling God, you can do this for me, but this one, this my habit, just leave it. I'm okay with the habit. This fornication, I can't do without it. Bless me, God, but I, can't, I just can't help it with the smoking, with the adultery. Religion has limited the church. I would say religion has messed up the church. A lot of people go into the church and come out as adulterers. A lot of people go into the church and come out as fornicators. They may not have been adulterers or fornicators before going in, but the church has now become a marketplace where people go for different things. Some people go to look for husbands or wives. Some other people go to try and meet that big man that will give them that connect. Some other. There is no fire in our churches. There's no fire in our churches. We go to church. And then there's a lady wearing dressed in all skimpy dress. And you can't concentrate, number one, because the man of God is even busy trying to look at his time so that Thanksgiving can start where the money keeps flowing. Meanwhile, the man sitting in front, in the front pew, he knows that man not treating the wife well or involved in fornication or adultery, but he doesn't say anything, he keeps quiet. Why? Because he doesn't want to lose. Maybe the man is one of the biggest um, givers 
or donators in the church. And what we say to ourselves is in consolation, don't worry, we'll pray for that brother. The church, religion has limited the church. We are the church. It's not that building. It's not that structure. He said to Peter, on this mountain, I will build the church. It's not until you enter into that structure. We are the church. You are the church. You are the church. I am the church. We need the fire. We need the fire. We need to reason with Jesus. We need to reason in the world. We say, the word says that the word is God. And God is the word. And that God dwells in us. Meaning that we are the word. Meaning that what the word says is who we are. What the word writes about. Our brother or sister talked about Second Corinthians um, 3 verse 18. As we look in with unveiled face, looking, beholding his face as in a mirror. That means as we look unto Jesus, we are transformed daily from glory to glory. How do we approach the throne room of God? Whatever time you think you give to God, He would give you back in same measure that same time. Luke 16 38. We like reading that verse. Um, give and it will be given, pressed down, shaking together, running over. It's like a fish and all that. And running over, so shall men give back unto us. But we don't take note of the preceding verse after that that in such measure as you give, so it will be given back to you. So, when you pray that God, please bless my business, and then they say, let's pray. And you, after 10 minutes, you're like, ah, at least I've tried. And in your business, you make a profit of just 100,000 you're complaining, God, why, why? No, this is not God. He's giving you back the same measure. A lot of us, a lot of we Christians and even believers, we love convenient worship. When it's okay, I mean, when it's not, yes, when it's okay for us, we give it. When it's not okay, we don't give it. Aside from when we come here, and we pray for one hour, two hours, aside from here. What else? Which other time do we give to God? Which other time do we give to God? How much of your time do you give to God? I remember during that 31 months, 
presence from heaven. Now, Lord, I made a covenant with you. I said, bless him. And I will live my life again. I'm not there yet. I'm still working in progress. I'm still working in progress. How much of our time can we give to God? How much of our time can we spend in worship? How much of our time can we spend in prayer? How much of our time can we spend in the world? Yes, you know, one may think, okay, now he's doing well. Maybe, you know, um, he's back. You know, it's 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 easy praying when you're not doing well. And it's very challenging praying when you're successful or when you're doing well. But the demand by us that says we are an investment. We are his investment. So what is your ROI? What returns are you making unto God? How much time are we giving to him? How much time in prayer? How much time in worship? How much time that unless once we can understand this, we can always say to that mountain, be moved, and it will be moved in the name of Jesus. I am a living testimony. COVID-19 struck our house two months ago. It struck. What's COVID-19? It's not the devil in another form. It struck, he came. My house, um, we have a large family. You know, we have quite a number of people always coming around, staying with us, spending time with us and all. And there was um, a friend of ours um, who was always coming. He's a bachelor. So sometimes my wife would cook and ask him to come over maybe to spend time and all and then he came around that period he fell sick obviously I mean everybody you know people fall sick it wasn't just the flow of it already and he went he was getting better and then I think um, a week later again he still fell sick this amount he came around and it was very severe. He was all shaky and cold. And I had to even walk him back to his house because he stayed on our street. I had to walk him with the blank with the duvet that we gave him to cover up because he was really shivering. I followed him up to his house. He entered and I collected the duvet and came back home. And then it wasn't just fever. Almost everyone in the house was falling away from my brother-in-law to two other ladies in the house. My brother-in-law, you know, um, even losing as, as, as far as losing the sense of smell, they were all down. Malaria, they said, malaria, they said that they were, um, 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 and they went for tests, uh, typhoid, all of them typhoid, typhoid, typhoid. Um, um, the 
white blood cells, lack of white blood cells, so many things. And then that evening, we heard that that guy was been not about praying for myself. I've come to that point where I know that God will do it. He has done it. He has already done it. Only that in the physical, it hasn't been manifested, but it's happened already in the spiritual. So I've come to that point where I don't pray for myself. Just like Job, when he prayed for his friends, God blessed him double. Let us come to that point where we also pray. We live in a nation where there's chaos. Devil knows that his time is up. That's why a whole lot of all these things are happening. We've heard a lot of things, prophecies and all. We see a lot of things that are happening before. We used to hear about them in far ends of the earth. In Afghanistan, in Iraq and co. Now it's come home. It's now in the north. Then it was in the north. Now it's come. It's all around us. The time is now. In the name of Jesus. We need to spend time with him. How much the question is, how much of your time can you spend or can you spend or are you willing to spend with Jesus? And as we do so, Reasoning like Jesus. Reason to think, to meditate, to contemplate. Reasoning like Jesus. I'm grateful for everyone that has spoken and how God has used them to bless us today. And if you notice, God brings us to the place where he uses Brother Patrick's testimony to remind and it's not about the journey it's not about the things it's about the journey and our walk with him so burdens are lifted when light comes and who will ascend you cannot proclaim, you cannot make decrees if you haven't done the things you're supposed to do first. So God is a process. He does things with process. He will not break his word. He asks who will ascend, who is willing to, who's going to before you are able to open your mouth and ask for kingdoms and doors to be open. You need to ascend. You need to be transformed. You need to make repairs. 
You need to change your heart. You need to put away things. And in doing those things, we begin to reason like Jesus. Let's just thank God for today. I don't know what you heard. I don't know what has made an impact to your heart and your spirit. But thank him for today. Thank him for your good, his goodness. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for the word. Thank him for light. Thank him for understanding. Thank you for a heart that is yearning after him. Thank him for moving you for where you are and moving you to a new place. Thank him for utterance that he gave you by the Spirit. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for faith. Thank him. Thank him for the blood of Jesus and the word of truth that brings about repentance. Repentance is not a one day affair. It is a daily walk with Jesus. We keep repenting. We make mistakes. We go up. We go again. We go. We go again. We go. We go again. He doesn't condemn us. His desire is that we will come to him always. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for healing your heart. Thank him for healing your heart. Thank him. Thank him for the Holy Spirit. Thank him. Thank him for this week. That is a week of you and God. That this week you determine, you make a determination. That this week, Lord, I will pant after you. I will chase after you. I will not wait for you. I will extend myself. I will give myself to you this week. That is my desire, Lord. Tell him. visitation we do not take it for granted Lord we go into the week 
with an assurance that we will become like Jesus because you grant us the grace to do the things we need to do so that you will get the alert for our lives. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just bless his name. Just bless him. Just bless him. Just bless him. Lift your hands and bless him. Lift your hands and bless him. Lift your hands and bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless his name. Bless him. Bless him for the word. Bless him for lives that are being transformed. Bless him. Bless him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. For we have prayed in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for coming. Please remember to keep praying for our brothers and sisters in Jaws, Kaduna, Northeast, in Afghanistan. Don't forget to pray for your brothers and sisters. So if you didn't get an, a, a message with the prayer point, please put your name at the back and you will get... Um, the notice when we'll give it we'll see for those of us that haven't finished our revision we will see what the Lord will have us do next week so if he permits us to go in that direction we will let you know and we will God I believe God is at work God there's something that is in the heart of God I believe that healings have taken place not just healings in our body but broken spirits broken hearts disappointments God has healed us so we bless you Lord thank you thank you for coming and um, I'm not sorry we overshot your time because if I said that I'll be lying I'm not but I'm grateful that we did but I'm, I'm only sorry to Tunji I'm not sorry to the rest of you but okay so Tunji doesn't mind Okay, that sorry I said to Tunji, I take it back. So all of us, we are doing God's speaking. So hey, we bless God. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And do God this week. Do God this week. Preach to somebody. Win a soul. Win two souls. Do some evangelism. Pray for the sick. Do something. Get an alert. Let heaven get an alert for your life this week. When we come next week, by the grace of God, we will testify and see what God has done for us. So we're studying Psalm 119. We're meditating on First Col Colossians 120. We're spending time in the Word. We're praying. We're going out of our way to tell people about the love of Jesus. We're praying for our brothers and sisters that are being persecuted. That's a lot. And then you're spending time in prayer and worship for yourself. That's a lot to do. So chill out on Netflix, Instagram, 
on some of those things this week. Do a fast. Do a fast. No social media. Do a fast. Do a fast. Two days. Just do something. Be radical. Let's be radical this week. Do something radical about your faith this week. Okay? Okay? Anybody? Okay? Have a wonderful Sunday. If you were touched by the message you just heard and you would like to accept the love of Jesus Christ, please say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my will to you right now. I am tired of doing life by myself. I ask that you forgive my sins and start afresh with me. I believe you died, you rose again, and I believe in your second coming. From now on, I ask that you will be Lord over my life. Help me to follow your footsteps and live like you. I receive your free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations and welcome into the family. If you said this prayer, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at www.jesusanandedministry.com and fill the love card. We look forward to receiving your message. God bless you. The message you just heard is from Jesus Anandad Ministry. To connect with us, you can visit our website at www.jesusanandedministry.com. God bless you.